The Rebrand Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Welcome to the Rebrand Podcast, and I Hear Everything production. This podcast tells the stories of world-changing marketing campaigns as told by the people who build them. In each episode, you'll hear a brilliant marketer talk through the strategy, framework, and tactics used to elevate their brands to new heights. Ready to hear untold stories behind the brands you love? Then sit back, relax, and get ready for the Rebrand Here's the host of the Rebrand Podcast, the CEO of the Harkey Group, Scott Harkey. All right, welcome to the Rebrand Podcast. As you know, we tell untold stories of world-changing brand campaigns as told by the marketers who built them. I'm your host and founder of the Harkey Group, Scott Harkey. I'm excited that we're having Maxwell Frost, award-winning filmmaker and founder of Simple Film School. Maxwell helps marketers and content creators look like heroes through in-house three to 15 minute brand films on their phones. These films are not only grow their business, but deepen brand loyalty, resulting in deep repeat customers for life. Max and I yesterday talked about building empires on brand films. We had a lot of Star Wars examples, which is great. We probably have a lot of Star Wars fans of this show. You'd be one of them. Today, we're going to discuss how we can shoot a brand film right now. Also dive into all things brand films, how we get better, maybe a little hero's journey. Here's my conversation with Maxwell Frost, the award-winning filmmaker and founder of Simple Film School. What's up, brother? Welcome back. What's up? Thanks for having me back. Absolutely. We, we got excited about Hero's Journey last episode. We talked about why it's important and how it relates to brands. And now we're maybe going to get a little more tactical on how to do it. I, I mean, man, I, I've been in the advertising business 20 years. I produce a lot of social content. I produce a podcast show. I have two film companies. I'm nervous about making my own brand films. Like I've always had content people and people have made that shoot content and edit. I can't even wrap my head around <laughs> editing, maybe because I'm used to seeing like the big editing bays and I'm I'm at this point, even though I'm only 40, like old school. So like maybe what's that hurdle for people to kind of get over that hump or even talented art directors and creative directors and copywriters, all my people who aren't making videos just yet. And they can't, they're smart enough that they should be able to like, how do we get started on, on this? And then maybe, maybe understanding the hero's journey as it relates to brand marketing in a loop. Yeah, that's all great questions. So I gave an example of Star Wars, the North Face, and these are all, all obviously huge budgets. <laughs> and most people don't have those kind of budgets, those kind of tools, teams of people. And the beautiful thing is you don't need those anymore. So you really, all you need is your smartphone and about a 30 to $40 mic. And you, you can use a software called DaVinci Resolve to edit it. So your phone, $40 mic, free editing software. And I would strongly suggest using DaVinci Resolve, which works for, we'll get more to the little bit of technical side of things first, and then we can maybe get into more storytelling. Because I think that's a big barrier for a lot of people is thinking they have to buy a red camera and learn how to use this very, like you're talking about, like very intense software where you don't even know where to start. Because I think that's a barrier to entry that a lot of people have. But yeah. I think most people, at least that are listening to this, 
either have a smartphone or access to a smartphone. So real quick, what, right now, like right off yeah. the bat, like I'm, I'm Googling DaVinci Resolve and a bunch of shit's coming up. Like which one do I want? Help me understand. Yes. I think it's actually Black Magic Media. Okay. That's what I thought. Blackmagicdesign.com. Yeah. DaVinci Resolve 18. Okay. Sorry. I, I just want to be very clear because we're, we're getting started on this. Like, and I'm never this tactical typically in shows. It's a little more theoretical, but this is, this is great. So, okay. Continuing. For sure. So there's a paid version that you don't need. Just get the free version, download it. And there's plenty of videos on YouTube for how to use it. But when it comes down to it, you really only need like five tools, like the pointer, how to cut it, transitions, and how to add music. <laughs> so, I mean, if you just do a Google intro video for DaVinci Resolve, there'll be plenty of great options for how to actually use it. And the beautiful thing is once you learn this, you can use any video editing software. It's a very similar platform as like Final Cut, the same thing pretty much layout as Premiere Pro. It doesn't have quite all the bells and whistles, but you really don't need those at all. I mean, Premiere and Final Cut are insane, dude. Like those, I can't imagine as a novice, like going in and editing that. So the Vinci's way more simple than that, obviously. Way more simple. And that's why I usually have people start there because it also works for Macs and PCs, which is also great. Speaking of Star Wars, they actually did some color correction with DaVinci Resolve. I think it was last year or the year before. So it's a, it's a powerful platform, but simplified for beginner users. So it's, it's like something you can also grow into as well. Cool. Yeah. So that's kind of the technical side. <laughs> and if you just Google a lapel Bluetooth mic and Amazon... You'll get a lot of options and you'll see like some of them are crazy, like 4.8 out of five stars with 25,000 reviews for $30. So those are beautiful and that you only need to plug basically the receiver in the end of your phone and clip the lav to your shirt. So it removes a lot of the cables that get weird and a lot of people get lost in which mics do I get, which mics do I don't get. Just get a Bluetooth uh, lapel mic. If you just type that into Amazon, there'll be a lot of options in like $30 range. Right. So that's kind of the technical side of it. Do, do you have questions about that at all? No, I just ordered my mic. So we're done there. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So that's most people's objection is like the technical side. But don't let that get in the way because story, like in any other marketing effort, story is always king. So once you have the gear... I suggest that people do a day in the life of one of their customers. So the beautiful thing about documentaries is you don't need to write a huge script. You don't need to hire a bunch of actors. You don't need to hire a studio. I, I encourage most people to start off with just following one of your customers that has had some sort of transformation as a result of either working directly with you or a mentor or a guide that represents the same values and interests and desires that your brand has. So for instance, an example was, I was just talking to a woman recently. She teaches yoga to truck drivers. That's, that's her target audience because they have a lot of problems and flexibility, mobility issues because they're sitting a lot. So her target audience is basically truck drivers who are having back pain. And they'd like to get beyond that. So I suggest that she just follows one of these truck drivers for a day and talks to him about the challenges he has, the back problems or she, 
the emotional problems that that results in and her not being able to play with her kids as much as she would like to or difficulty mowing the lawn because she drives a truck. So just like talking about the physical and emotional challenges and how flexibility has completely transformed her life or his life as a result of yoga. And it doesn't even necessarily need to be specifically her, but just yoga in general. Sometimes it works better to position your product as the guide. Sometimes it works better to have someone else who embodies your company's why be the guide. As we talked about in the last episode, you don't want to position your product or your service as the hero of the story. Because no one wants to hear about how amazing you are. Everyone wants to be the hero of their own story. So you position your guide as the person or the product that helps your hero be a hero, helps your hero, your main customer, step into their preferred future. So that would be an example of kind of a smaller budget option as well. Just follow a day in the life of one of your customers and how your product, your service helps them overcome physical challenges, emotional, and philosophical challenges. So that's kind of like a little snapshot of what I recommend when people are just getting into this. So let me make sure I'm comprehending. And so I'll, I'll, I'll use me as an example. We're launching a new agency I'm really excited about next year called Monogram, which is all about travel, hospitality, luxury, resort kind of business. We, we figured out that's probably our biggest permission to win in terms of what a lot of our agencies do, blah, 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 blah. So in your example, and what we should think about doing is finding one of the resorts that we've worked with and how we've transformed that resort into some people there to a lot of people there, some sort of placemaking thing that we did and us as, as, as kind of behind the scenes guide, but really that they were empowered themselves to go from X to Y. So a better version of a case study more in the day in the life of. So could be in the day in the life of Virgin Hotels as they launch in the U.S. or Wynn Resort. So that should be the type of storytelling we should consider for our agency monogram. Is that, am I, am I comprehending right? Sort yeah, of. I think you're on the right track. Okay, but so, it, it could get better. How does that get better? Yeah, I, well, we can always get better in everything <laughs> we do. Unfortunately, so, unfortunately. <laughs> I do have a couple kind of clarifying questions. Of course. So- you're helping resorts basically do a better version of what they've done previously? Yeah, that, like a turnaround, right? So new investment okay. in and they're putting money into the resort or and they're rebranding, renaming the resort, or they're just building a brand new resort or they're launching a, a hospitality brand in a market or they're launching like a luxury, you know, real estate development that didn't exist before. So either placemaking something kind of new or repositioning something current. Yeah. So yeah, those are a lot of different things, <laughs> uh, one, <laughs> but good things. I, I, so one thing that comes to mind is one thing you could do is almost like a reality show take on the hotel that's been around, but you completely helped them turn it around. Yes. What if you like went to all of the bad Yelp reviews yeah, and like five worst and then invited them to come stay in the new version of the hotel. Mm, I like that idea. Okay. I see or another saying. one. Yeah. So another one is like, you're always trying to think about the emotional response and the emotional connection through shared interests, mm -hmm. desires, experiences. 
and Yelp reviews get violent. I think we all know that. For sure. So if you just grab like one of the nastiest ones, and the cool thing is in post-production, if one doesn't work out, you can just invite someone else. Sure. Hmm. Okay. I mean, you you could do that. The beautiful thing about that is you could do like a three to 15 minute film on that brand film, but then also take individual snapshots for like a minute version for reels as well. So the cool thing about brand films is it's not just a brand film, which is awesome, by the way, and evergreen and converts lifelong customers forever. But it also creates all these additional assets that people often don't think about, like taking little clips from your For instance, this one, doing a little one minute version of each person, like starting off with their terrible Yelp review. And at the end, like, I am going to tell all my friends. It's like a word of mouth type thing. Almost like, like, this is why HGTV does so well, right? It's here's the before and here's like the after and here's the customer experience of them struggle and they don't know what to do and what house to pick or what furnishings to pick and then the guide helps them through and then boom, they're like hosting like a sick ass something with friends. Nailed it. Yeah. And it's more than just doing the thing, like the sick ass dinner. That's when it gets emotional. Mm -hmm. Like people, that's the reason they wanted to do this in the end. It wasn't because they, they were dying to have a different color paint in one room. It's that, it's that experiential emotional thing (laughs) that draws people in, which is why, we're addicted to films. I just saw on Forbes that the average American watches 3.1 hours of streaming video daily. So these emotional experiences that we invite people into hit in a different way that no like pop-up ad or email or (laughs) web banner ever could is because we're connecting on an emotional level. It's why Mr. Beast does so well. He, he's got this story arc down, whether it's just friends finding gold and, or money buried or wells in Africa. Uh, he, he understands the story yeah. very well over and over he, and over again. He is a pro. He's one of the best, for sure the best on YouTube at using this. Obviously, yeah. the guy's yeah. worth a billion dollars. Yes. But like I just saw he locked someone in a grocery store for, hey, lock, but this person, yeah. each month they stayed in the grocery store, they get like an additional $100,000. Yeah. So like in another one, like where he gave away house keys and Halloween. I, so he's like the hero, like the person who benefits most from this is the person who got a house. Correct. And how cool is that? Putting the focus on the customer, a hundred percent, the audience, specifically Mr. Beast, because he does a lot of interactive stuff and contests and invites the positions, his person or like the house of the billionaire that he's focusing on introducing i saw one recently like he showed what a one dollar house looks like and what a, like a multi-million dollar house looks like and he's positioning himself as the guide who invites other people into this experience correct what else is the day in the life of like help me when you said do a day in the life of like that's the simple like one of the most simple like what does that look like for, and forget about my example maybe a brand example. Yeah. So that I, th- I feel like the the woman who does yoga following the truck driver for a day, it's determined by who your audience is. So Patagonia is known for being one of the best brands on the planet at doing this. A large portion of their budget goes to brand films and their mission is to save our home planet. So all of their videos and films are based around that. And a day in the life for them is this woman, I think it's Kimmy Swimmy is her name. <laughs> and she lives on a boat. She's a free diver, phenomenal free diver, does all this really cool world exploration stuff and is a mom. 
So they really focus on a day in the life with her as not necessarily doing all these crazy things, but as a mom, what that means and the challenges that that brings in her life. And then they wrap in trance and like <laughs> conservation as well. So they really follow her around for a day. And for them, it's like who a lot of their audience aspires to be. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily who they are, but I wanted to be her afterwards. Yeah. And the cool thing is Patagonia, they're not like stuffing it with a bunch of product placement. Although she is wearing a f- Patagonia fleece. Yeah. There is like Patagonia stuff, but the focus really is on Kimmy yeah. and her life and her aspirations and how those align with many of the people who buy Patagonia. It's like when American Idol was going and they have the day in the life of the person that's trying out to try to make this and their struggle and where they're at at home and like this little human interest five-minute kind of pre-roll before they go on stage to audition that hooks you in. For sure. Yeah, it brings you in. Otherwise, you don't care. Just some random person Yeah, you don't care about and you don't really relate with. Yeah. One thing with defining your hero is within the first few minutes, you enter, need to introduce your hero. Who are they? And what do they want most? Those live game shows like you're talking about, they do that really well. Because often it's an emotional backstory. Like they just lost their uncle to cancer or they're just trying to make ends meet. Or other people can, like I either like connect on some level or know someone that can connect that really brings you in by answering who this person is and basically why should I care? Like, what do they want? And you want that what do they want to align with your audience. My mind's just racing. That makes a ton of sense. And man, how many times from a branding standpoint is it just making the brand the hero and talking about the functional benefits and talking about how it's different from the competition differentiation, which is important. And, you know, yeah, we're putting people in the film that, look like our demographic. Okay, cool. But this is definitely feeling the ending back and going a layer deeper emotionally and following a tried and true kind of story art that just works. So this is this is really helpful. I'm, I'm, I'm tracking for sure. Yeah. And I think if we're only competing on benefits and features, we're missing out in a huge way. <laughs> and a new color zipper or whatever it is, like people, <laughs> that, that isn't super compelling, but if you can connect in that emotional level and like, I can relate with this, they understand me kind of way. Right. Like we all want to be known and understood and you can position your brand as that, right. which I think is way more powerful than trying to compete. Another example that came to mind is even big budget companies like Microsoft do small budget brand films. Like I just saw one make what's next. So it's a day in the life of kind of future customers. And then like, if you connect with someone's kid, you're going to connect with their parents. (laughs) So it's really cool how they position this conversation. It was, they asked these young girls, name some inventors. And then of course they're all old white guys. And they asked these same young girls, can you name any female inventors? And they couldn't come up with anyone ever. And one of the young girls said, I've never thought about it that way, but yeah, I can't think of any women inventors. And then the video goes to showing all of these women inventors and all the amazing stuff that they made that we use every day, just didn't know it because that story wasn't told. And then it ends the film or the video. This is all like three minutes. 
It doesn't have to be super long, super complex. And at the end, these girls are inspired to invent things to make the world a better place. Yeah. As a result, I mean, it's just, it's so powerful. Reminds me of the, you know, one of the greatest campaigns in, in modern history, which was the Dove campaign. Like a girl, I forget the name of it, but really powerful campaign, but just a man. And I, the other thing I'm, I'm thinking about was just how many times as marketers in our head, we're almost chained to certain lengths. Oh, this is Instagram. It's going to be five minutes, or this is TikTok. It's a minute and a half, or this is a 30 second spot, or this is a 90, you know, 60 second spot, or this is a, this is a brand film. So it's 15 minutes, whatever it is, maybe getting out of our head and figuring out the art more so than the, than the length. And I think this has been debunked now more than ever, but just production values don't matter like we think they matter. And that's still yeah. weird to think about as, as, as deep in advertising, but it's true. Yeah. It was one of your more recent podcast episodes I was listening to with the guy agency that does TikTok videos. They worked with Liquid Death. And wasn't he saying that it actually, TikTok favors videos? Yeah, made through the app. Yeah, it, it, yes, that dude was so smart about that liquid death promotion. How he tied, you know, content and then a promotion together in retail. Yeah, you're almost incentivized not to have a high production value at that point. Yeah, I still have a hard time wrapping my head around it sometimes, truthfully, because I like stuff to look badass and and sharp. But yeah, it's about getting the story arc correct and how you place the hero the customer in, in a number of different ways is really what I'm hearing is, is, is key. Yeah. And I would say something with the story arc, there's something called the three act play, which has also been around forever. And if you just Google it, there'll be a bunch. No, no. But it's, it's a template that helps you with pacing. Good. So you mentioned story arc. So you got a good story as long as you fill in the blank with the hero's journey. And define three obstacles or one, at least one obstacle that your customers have and how you position you, your brand as the way your customer gets beyond those. But pacing is also really important. As you mentioned, the arc three act play, make sure that your pacing is dialed in the way that you tell the hero's journey. How is that done? How is that pacing and, and three act pull it down? I've even seen some movies recently where they were like, name it. They're like, act one, act two. Like they don't even hide it. They like just put it out there. Yeah, it's blatant. Like the new Wes Anderson film had that. I want to be cool and like his work so much because it, he's cool. And and visually, it's just like nothing you ever see. It's like an art director's dream. And and I understand why people like, like my fiance loves Wes Anderson. I'm like, eh, yeah, it's not <laughs> not my thing. And I, I wish I could be cool and say it was, but you're right. It was act one, act two, act three. His, I feel so different because he's so, his visuals are just unbelievable. And I think his latest was so celebrity driven that like I felt got lost a little bit, but I totally hear what you're saying. Yeah, for sure. Anytime you have that many famous people, they're kind of making up for the story not being phenomenal, it feels like. It just takes away from it. It's like, you know, every famous actor doing a cameo, I felt it was a little... It seems like he's like Tarantino, that you either love him or you hate him. There's not really a a lot of in-between space. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) there's not. Okay, so... so you, you were talking about West Anderson, but talk to us just quickly on the on the pacing and the acts for, for brand films. Yep. So the quick two-set version is you have a story arc. Three quarters of that story arc is going uphill gradually. And the last quarter goes down. So if it's, it's 15 minutes, 20... the first X amount is, is 
is adversity, which is uphill. Yeah. It's more growing in intensity or conflict. You have to keep growing in intensity because you want people to stick around or complexity or challenges. Like a song, building it out, kind of. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's a perfect example. If you listen to most scores, they're actually built on the three-act play where they slowly Correct. increase with more instruments, more intensity before it slowly comes into a land. And that's exactly Dude. how you make films. And so you start Dude. with act one. You start in their home or wherever they're coming from or where they're starting. <laughs> and life is good. It's great. Um, why should I care? And you answer, why should I care by what they want? And that needs to align with your customers. And life is going great. And then this thing happens. I mentioned it briefly before, but there's this inciting incident. This thing happens mm -hmm. in life where life is never the same. It's a car yeah. accident. It's losing use of your legs after snowboarding. It's, it's all these things that like completely flip your life upside down. Like that changes the trajectory for your life. Like everything is different after that. So you have these challenges, often physical, um, like I mentioned before, external, internal, philosophical, and you have this decision where you can step into your preferred future or not. And your customer or your hero is going to choose to step into that preferred future, whatever that is, but they can't do it alone. And this keeps growing with obstacles that people have to overcome until it's usually about the end of act one where the guide is introduced where you have this Gandalf, this Obi-Wan Kenobi, this Hamish who show up, who help your hero go in the direction that they want to grow. Grow or go, or they help them overcome those obstacles, whatever they are. And like the best ones are three versions of that, the external, internal, physical, or philosophical. But if you have a three-minute film, <laughs> you just got to kind of got blow through this stuff. I would really wouldn't use this three-act play unless it's like 10 minutes or longer. But the still concept, this still applies. You're still growing with an intensity three quarters of your film before you come in for a land. And if it's a short film, really short, like three to five minutes, you're going to have them basically overcoming one obstacle. We have all these things that keep getting in the way for them going into their preferred future. The guy's helping them, gives them a plan. Then finally, like halfway through is when act two starts. And that's where something happens that the audience never saw coming. Dang. Like completely gets them up, comes out of the blue. There's no way they this could have happened. How could this happen to this character that I love? You guys are mean or like just like people get emotional about this thing happening because they're growing like they're improving. Things are getting better. And then this plot twist happens until you grow into act three and then more things are happening. More challenges are overcoming. And depending on your film, you may start introducing other characters, which also grow interest in your film as you're growing into act three and then act three, your customer or your hero either gets what they wanted or not. Ding. They either got what they wanted. The reason they went on to this journey, they pushed through all these challenges. They pushed through all this suffering. Did they get what they wanted or not? And the rest of the film, the last like quarter of the film is them talking about what it means to either get what they wanted or not. Thin. Because they're going to be a changed person either way, going on this journey. And usually in brand films, you want them getting what they're going after. Because that positions your brand as the catalyst for them to be able to do that in the first place. So you have this kind of debrief video talking about how their life is now different after stepping into this hero's journey. 
and them getting what they wanted. And now that's like, that brings you into the end of the film and the end of your film, the end of the three act play needs to go back where you started. So if you start the film in their city or in their home or in a hospital, that's not usually a hospital because life is going good at that point. But if you started like the film, the three act play in their home, you need to end the film in their home. But they're different people as a result of going on this hero's journey. There's a lesson. Yes. And the best films not only talk about the lessons they learned and how they've grown as a result of going on this journey, but it's also how is their community different as a result? Because the best hero's journey are connected to something bigger. And that's that philosophical obstacle that we talked about. That's something bigger than them. So the best films not only end where they started, but the heroes talking about how their life has changed, but how their community and the best case scenario, the world is different as a result of them going on this journey. So this is like Frodo Baggins going back to the Shire. Yeah, but things are things are a little different. Yep, things are now different. One thing I get hung up on is the method of distribution as you're thinking about a brand film or even content that is you're spending a lot of time and focus and, and money. Is that something that people get wrong and is that an opportunity or you know do people find good content or or should there be some time thinking about the distribution of of this brand film endeavor yeah that's a really good question as people are making this film they should be thinking about all the other ways they can use this content anything so like it's bts behind the scenes footage i think most people know that performs really well on social media yeah so it's like getting this behind the scenes shots building it up that this is coming yeah. Yeah. You build that momentum, that excitement, that anticipation, just like if you're launching a new product, it's like you start a month or two out talking about it. So you can create that momentum, that energy by behind the scenes. You can do interviews with the guide, with the hero. A lot of times podcasts end up wanting to interview guides, heroes, brand films, filmmakers. So there's like a lot of these other things. What else? So like laurels, we start getting into festivals. You can build some excitement and momentum that way. With my films, my feature films, I actually make the original scores or work with uh, someone else to make them. So it's like you can do really cool things with the animated lines, with music from your film to create interest and excitement. And these things can work all over the place. Sometimes people on their website have seen in the news type section. And you can build, build momentum by getting your film in front of people and festivals before you even make it available to the public. So those are types of things that are good to think about as you're making the film, as well as like, we all need more photos, quality photos. Mm-hmm. Like you can never have enough of those. Correct. So you can also take screenshots from your film Big. and use those as a different assets leading up to the launch of your film. So the launch of your film, I recommend brands do that at their headquarters if they have one or a location close to where a lot of their employees are, just so they can have a lot of people there. Yep. And then- they bring their family, their friends, and it could be like in the backyard of your, if you have a brick and mortar, friends that do bicycle films and they go on a whole bicycle tour. shop tour all over and bike shops that's love it because it builds good. foot traffic for them and they're all about it. And that's like their people. So it's good to start in an area where your people already are to do mm-hmm. a launch. Uh, your advocates carry the, the message of this, this film that's, that represents them and why they love the brand and yeah, for sure. My feature films are adventure films. 
And my favorite festivals, I've been to like, I've been to a lot of different types of festivals. And my favorite is adventure festivals just because they get it. They're like, they see themselves in the main character, in the hero, because they are the target audience. And that's a good way to hack festivals, really, too. I have a whole uh, lesson on how to hack festivals. And I'll give you like a little snapshot of that. So festivals are awesome because you can get at festivals that cost like 10 bucks. And if you get official selection in that festival, that's a lot of street cred for your audience. Right. I think we all have seen pictures of films and seen one or two or three laurels. The outdoor industry is famous for this. And they're like, okay, that's some sort of validation that this is worthwhile. Yeah, it's a stamp of approval kind of deal. Yeah. And then you can slap that everywhere. <laughs> and any good brand, in my view, is is a movement. And a lot of great movements start with a brand film. So if, if you're if you're part of a movement, you're making a movement, what a great opportunity for a brand film and entering it into festivals to your point. Yeah, for sure. And they actually this is way easier than most people think. Previously you had to do this, like send a physical copy of your film. Like it wasn't even that long ago, seven, maybe six, seven years ago. Send a physical copy to this festival. They're probably going to lose it. It's probably going to get broke. And it costs like $200 to make. But now, Film Freeway, pretty much every festival on the planet for films is on Film Freeway. So once you upload it, you can just start dishing them out, (laughs) like selecting them. And it's very specific. I tell first-time filmmakers to filter by first-time filmmaker awards and festivals. You can also filter by smartphone festivals or smartphone awards. So, I mean, like you can really, there's ways where you can maximize your budget when it comes to film festivals. And obviously the more you apply to, the more chance you'll have of getting in and winning awards. But they also have things like for 20 bucks or 30 bucks, you can apply your film to all of the categories. (laughs) That's cool. And it's an award-winning film is awesome. But a lot of people listening to this are marketers and people into branding. Yeah. And it's also a great way to grow your career and a great resume builder to say you're an award-winning filmmaker. And it's something that you bring to the plate that most people don't. Straight and cool. So we have thousands of people now listening to the podcast, hopefully. And, and we're like, all right, we're ready to make a film. How do they get information on their school and kind of take the, take the next step to really you know, hone in our crowd? Yeah, thanks for asking. So you can go to simplefilmschool.com and there's a free crash course where I teach you everything you need to know to make a brand film start to finish in 30 days or less. Everything. I go in more in depth on what I talked about today, as well as, like I mentioned, how to get into hacking film festivals, more into storytelling and more into like the technical aspects of how to get the shots you need. I just go more in depth and that's completely free, completely free simplefilmschool.com and it's called uh, Repeat Customers for Life. I love it, Maxwell. This was awesome, brother. Thanks for coming on and I freaking learned a ton, man. Well, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. This is, yeah, this is a lot of fun. I love talking about this stuff. This is a treat way over, but well worth it. Man, thank you, Maxwell Frost, award-winning filmmaker and the founder of Simple Film School. We'll see you next time, bro. So can't wait till the next episode. You want to learn more about Maxwell, you can find a link for his LinkedIn profile in our show notes or visit his company website at maxwellfrost.com. Another note I want to tell you about, look, as you guys know, everything's on rebrandpod.com. So you can get everything you need there. You can apply to be a speaker. I've been a little more Simon Cow on speakers recently. 
I really want to make sure, you know, this just isn't ad tech. This just isn't agency people. This just isn't some VP of marketing and because they're VP of marketing or CMO at Mon, but, you know, really providing something of value that I haven't seen or haven't heard before. Look, we've seen the emails, we've seen the AI. You know, my job is to provide value as much as I can every day for the marketing community we've built here. So appreciate you. I promise I'm trying my best. And if, if you did apply for a speaker, try again. Maybe the title just wasn't right, or, you know, maybe it felt too ad techy or maybe too, you know, maybe salesy. So thanks for applying though. And thanks for Mark and I for listening. You can always find me just Scott Harkey on pretty much all the social channels, LinkedIn, Facebook, Insta, TikTok, blah, 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 blah. Jim subscribe and you want a daily stream of marketing campaign brilliance. That's our biggest uh, KPI subscribers. Just hit that subscribe feed. Thanks again. And uh, remember, it's time too late to rebuild, reboot, or rebrand. <laughs>